Hello, and welcome to the Collect Your Life Incorporated podcast. This is episode 14, and I'm your host, Janessa A. Henderson. I'm so glad you decided to join us today. So um, on social media, of course, like promoting this episode, I didn't have a title for this yet um, because I was really just waiting on God to give me what I had a couple things in mind and I was just waiting on God to get confirmation of what to actually do. So this episode is uh, 20 years as a diabetic, how I collected my life. So um, I didn't actually realized it had been 20 years um since I've been a diabetic until I just did the math like um so let me start from the jump so um picture it the year was 20 2002 okay so um I was an active child. I was in Girl Scouts. We did hiking and stuff. Um, but I still was a little chubby, you know, it just ran in my family. But I ate, um, if you ask my mom and um everything, I ate. I was a kid, she was like, Why are you eating just raw raw carrots and why are you just eating raw broccoli? Like I would I didn't even have to have ranch. I was just eating vegetables. I loved vegetables as a child. And she thought you know, like most kids, you know, that's kind of weird. So, um, ended up like a couple years before I got diagnosed. Um, my dad first got diabetes and I was like, what is that? You know, just wondering. And I knew my granddad on my mom's side had it, but I was just like, okay, I didn't really know what it was. So then after my dad got it, my mom got it. And they're like in the, by this time, probably like in their, 40s early 40s maybe or something something like that so so you know i'm still not understanding what this is but i just know mommy can't really mommy and dad can't really have sugar we got diet stuff all around you know diet drinks you know whatever their sugar gets low you know this this and this so i'm still learning myself so this particular month because this is when it like kind of the symptoms kind of started like in a month for me just hit me in a wave um, I was real, like, fatigued and, um, wanting, I was in the seventh grade, so I was really, like, uh, fatigued and always tired, but I just figured it was because of school and band, like, you know, just the regular stuff. So, um, then, like, I had, like, a irritation or I kept going to the restroom and then I started to have like irritation and I was like mama what's going on like you know I'm not understanding I'm 12 like what's what is this like when I use the restroom so I'm like okay so she was like no I gotta take my baby to the doctor because I don't know what this is she talked to my aunt um at the time my aunt was like um you know these are the same symptoms we had because at the time my aunt was one too as well like it was like they all all the older adults in my family got it around the same time and so my aunt was like you know this kind of the symptoms of diabetes but you want to just go to the doctor and take her there so 
my mom took me to my pediatrician and it was a Saturday and um, my pediatrician was open on a Saturday and she took me to the pediatrician and he was like, I think she has diabetes or something because I think they did ran my sugar and it was like high. It was like three something because I think my mom t actually tested my sugar on her device. Um, she like um, tested it. And it was like high, three something. Um, so that's high for somebody who's not a diabetic, you know? So, um, and my doctor said, you need to go to Lebanon now, like to get her admitted and everything. And they'll, you know, take care of everything. So I go to Lebanon. Now, a lot of this stuff is kind of foggy to me because I was 12. And, um... I was, I was there, but I was like, you know, how you're a child, you really don't know, know what the doctor said about this and this, but my mom knows everything. She'll remember everything. So if I'm wrong, I can always do a corrected, amended episode. But because it's Diabetes Awareness Month, I decided to do, well, the Lord led me to do this episode. So basically, went to Labonner, um... And they were saying, yeah, you, you are diabetic and we're going to send your blood work off to see what type you are. Um, at the time, most kids, anybody who gets it uh, before 18 is considered a type 1 diabetic. Um, but um, when they did my paperwork or whatever lab work and they sent it off, and everything it came back that I was a type 2 diabetic and um that was different for me um either way I had to live with a disease you know so um they were talking they did these education classes um talking like told me how much like I had to look at carbohydrates you know this so much uh, eight ounce of juice is like so much amount like 60 carbohydrates like I remember that I remember 17 grapes I can have 17 grapes is 15 carbohydrates or 30 carbohydrates somewhere in that area like I had to I went to like actual nutritionist class like I had to learn and I had to actually take shots Oh, they put me on insulin at first. So I'm 12 years old, right? In middle school. I already have insecurities, y'all, about being, you know, a little thick. Like when I was in school, I was the thicker girl. I was, you know, the the little chubby girl. So that being said, having diabetes and people put that with eat, eating, overeating and all that, even though that's not the case. Um, and not the actual what happens. Um, I was so, I didn't want anybody to know. I didn't want my teachers to know. My mom had to like send a note for my teachers. And I was like, please do not tell anybody else teachers. Like, and my mom put in the note, like, make sure it's confidential. She doesn't want, you know, anybody to know. So my teacher said to know because just in case my sugar dropped, because if I had too much insulin, my sugar would drop. So if you don't know, um, diabetes affects every organ, every everything in your body. So if you don't have it in control, it can affect everything. Um, so um, also, 
there when I got diagnosed, there was a a young girl who was the same age as me, and she was like less than a hundred pounds, and she was a type one, and she was sicker than I was, and so that's why people don't real and I didn't realize it until I was grown, like you know that um that having diabetes at an early age was a real insecurity for me and I didn't even realize it because um in addition to having to um wear skirts all the time and be different in that regard in appearance and then being bigger you know like a bigger girl then having diabetes like all that aided in my insecurity as a child and young adult um so um I went to an endocrinologist and my mom we really didn't like this they were very insensitive they weren't um what's the word I'm looking for they weren't listening to the needs of, of myself and my mother and my mom was just like I don't think I like you know this person and I was like yeah I don't need it so um anyway it just going through the years of like teen years or whatever, um, I was put off of insulin and I was just put on metformin. And so I was just taking metformin, taking metformin. I could not swallow pills back when I was 12. Like it was really hard to swallow pills for me. And so what I did was they had Kroger at the time would turn any, any pill medicine into a liquid. And so that's what I had to take my metformin in the liquid form until I learned how to swallow pills. Like, I really didn't like swallowing pills. Um, I knew how to, like, smaller pills, fine. But the metformin pill was like a big horse pill. If you ever know, like, those big vitamins that you get, that's how their metformin was back in the day. Now, and I think it still is. I don't know. So let's just, you know, go through the teen years. Basically... I, I'm taking my medicine. I'm not, you know, I'm just not really, I wouldn't say I'm not caring, but I'm trying to do my best, but I'm like metformin by itself is not working. So then I found another doctor, another, um, primary care doctor. Cause I had to graduate from my pediatrician and she was like, well, let me put you on Actos. And so like, um, it was like Actos plus metformin. It was like a little, whatever peel, smaller peel. And I could definitely, you know, swallow it better. It was easier. And it really actually worked for me. And, I, and for a time, I was doing well. So then I graduated um, high school and I went out to college. Okay. So like when, you know, when you're in college, it <laughs> you're stressed. Like you have so much stress going on. So I really didn't, I was doing my stuff. But I wasn't, if that makes sense. And so then I got to like junior year where I'm in the higher level classes. I really wasn't taking my stuff. And I didn't get to see the doctor as I wanted to because I was away at school. And then um, I was still, of course, on my dad's insurance. Um, but my dad had retired the year that I went to college. Um, so um it was just hard. It, like, it was a lot. Like, we had to meet a deductible. With his insurance at the time, it was really, really weird. Like, to go to the doctor, you have to meet, pay so much and all this. It was just a lot. So, I didn't want to put that strain on my parents. And, again, I was at school. And every time I would try to come and get an appointment, I would get one. And it would be like, you know, what yada, yada, yada. 
So it was a point where I lost weight in college. Like, I think it was around my junior year. Um, that's where I started to lose the weight. And I really lost it going in like my senior year. And that was because my sugar, I don't even know what it was, but it was off, off the track charts. I wasn't taking no medicine. I wasn't doing nothing. Like I was legitimately playing with death. Okay, y'all? Like when a diabetic doesn't take their medicine and everything they get sicker and sicker and especially if it was if you're like i was i was to the point where i'm losing weight when you're losing weight that's when you're really doing bad okay whenever you're losing weight well i wouldn't say that let's let's not just put put a pin there because sometimes when you lose weight is because you're doing it on your own but for my instance i was losing weight because i was so sick i was literally sick um, and everybody was like, oh, you look so good, you know, yada, yada, yada. Sick. Sick as a dog. Okay? Sick. So then, um, it was just a battle with diabetes. I was like, why this metformin is not working for me? And I graduated school. I started teaching. And I was just like, I don't know what to do. Like, God, I don't know. You know, it's just like this metformin is not working for me. And so then when I got married, um, you know, I wanted to have kids and everything. And um, my, I had had a crazy OB and she was just like, you know, with your diabetes has to be immaculate. Your numbers have to be great. Da, 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 and da, da, da. And she was just really, you know, telling me all about that and I was like okay well, I got to get myself together whatever it's time for me to have a child and then I learned to have fibroids so that was like a stressor too but before then or around that same time I was looking for an endocrinologist I wanted a doctor uh who specialized in diabetes who specialized in you know the endocrine system so that they you know it would help guide me to the right path and so I tried a doctor it wasn't a good fit, y'all. It just, it was not where I was supposed to go. So then I ended up, this was like literally, um, I found a new OB because I had to fire the other one. And we'll talk about that on another episode. Um, so I found my OB who delivered my baby, who's awesome. Um, and then I had to fire my primary care doctor so um he had me back on metformin in another medicine i think it was glimepiride so if you're if you're not a diabetic or you're not a medical person you probably don't know what these terms are but metformin is something that they give they push out to the black community just being honest um for management or mainly well it's not just the black community um they push out to any diabetics patients to try to manage. But for, I've learned with research in my own experience with the metformin for so long, like literally 15 years, like, or however many years, I know, uh, what is it? It's 2022. 
and I stopped taking metformin in 2018. So four years, yeah. So for 16 of the 20 years that I've had diabetes, um, baby, metformin never worked for me. It had it it had to work, and literally I didn't. At, at in the last year of it, like 2018-2017, um, I didn't even take my metformin. I was taking my the smaller pill, and that was actually managing my diabetes better than, you know, than the metformin, you know. And then metformin, every time I took it, it made me sick. And I told my doctor, I am not taking this anymore. You can find me another medicine. I'm not taking it anymore. So... He put me on insulin and I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, I've been on it before. Whatever I need to do to keep my diabetes under control, you know, whatever I need to do. So basically, um, like I was going, okay. So along with having diabetes, okay, I'm going through stress on every side like at work um at stress at home like just a lot of things going on stressing my body so um i had to go to a heart doctor because i had um irregular heartbeat and just it was a lot i had to do a stress test like that that summer 2018 was really rough for me um and so my doctor was like well your ankle you know he was um increasing my insulin and um everything and I was swelling and had like a lot of swelling and a lot of stuff but um he never checked my heart he never checked they never did like a, you know when they do a physical they usually do like an EKG or they check they check your heart even if it's a pre-CP for a regular physical and I was telling him about my chest and stuff like that, but he never did check it. So when I went to the cardiologist, they said, well, what are you on? They asked, you, you know, what you're on. And she was like, well, this is why you have the swelling in your ankles and stuff because of the increase in insulin because it's water retention. And you should have increased your, your water intake to release the water off your fluid, you know, off of you. And it was like, wow, okay, thank you. She was like, your PCP should have told you this. You know, and I was already irritated with him because he was he started not to listen to me. And I'm the patient. Like, you gotta listen to me. Like, I'm telling you the issues. You know, that I'm I feel like, you know, that's that's another episode. Anyway, so with the diabetes at this point. I know my sugar is out of control. Like, I know it is. And so, I found a new PCP. Um, and she recommends me to my endocrinologist who I have now. But, it's a wait list. Like, literally. Um, she she um, recommended me in November. Or, like, referred me in November. And I can't see her. I can't see. No, it was October. Yeah, it was earlier. It was, like, September, October when I was referred to the new endocrinologist my endocrinologist that I see now um but I couldn't get an appointment as a new patient until January so January 2019 is when I actually get to see my endocrinologist but in the meantime I found out I'm pregnant 
okay? So I find out I'm pregnant in 2018, um, September of 2018, okay? So I'm, I'm scrambling because my, my OB is like, you, he did my A1C and guess what it was? 11 points, I believe it was 11.5, 11.6, something around there. Um, that's, that's off the charts, okay? That's way out of whack, that's way out of control. But this particular, these numbers, 10, 9, all those type of A1Cs is what I've had, have had for years, had had for years, okay? Like, it was very rare that my sugar was un, was in control. And it wasn't because of eating habits. It was because of the metformin was not working for me. And for so long, doctors just kept me on metformin instead of listening to me and saying i'm like i'm throwing up i'm doing this and until i got grown like because i was i was a child and like i was always told you know to be respectful of doctors but i should have spoke up for myself even when i was 18 and after i was like well the doctor always knows this i was just naive and not knowing but no you tell them your symptoms and they're supposed to go based on that metformin was literally making me sick and did not help me at all and that was why my sugar was so under control and so un crazy so <clears throat> my ob he keeps it real with me he said this first trimester you got to I'm going to keep you on this insulin because at first I, he was like, you need to see an endocrinologist. And I was like, well, I got an appointment, but it's not until January. And he was like, well, I need you to take this, this and this. And so it, I was like, I prayed. I had to. Like, well, I prayed anyway because that's what I do. That's the posture that I'm in always. But I said a specific prayer. I said, God, this is this baby is a blessing from you. Because I knew of, you know, the the miracle of her, of, of I didn't even know it was her, but of the child in inside of me. So I said, God, this is your child. You know, you blessed me with this uh, baby. Please bless my sugars to get in control. Please bless my sugars to get in control. What do I need to do? How do I need to do? So during the course, you know, of the, you know, first trimester, um, then I get to the second trimester, you know, so I'm in the second trimester when I actually go see my doctor. I mean, when I actually go see the endocrinologist, I'm doing the insulin. And during this time also, y'all, like my sugars, like it's as the pregnancy progressed, like especially as I got to like uh, weeks past week 10 or so, because it was around week 8 or 10 when my OB had did my my um a1c and it was like 11 point off the charts okay so um around that time like when i'm doing my insulin and stuff my sugar would drop like it was 40 and 50 and i would have to get like juice and everything just to um keep it up you know get bring it back up to what it's supposed to be so i finally see my endocrinologist she does my a1c january 2019 and it's 7.1 7.1 y'all in january i'm about to cry i don't think y'all heard me 7.1 in 
January 2019, when in October of 2018, it was 11.5. Y'all, I know that was God. I know it was him. Like, it was, it, it had to be nothing but him. And so, my doctor, shout out to her, I love her. She was like, okay, you're doing good. Because I see what you were, what you were at. But I want you to be even lower. Because... We don't want your baby to have jaundice. We don't want your baby to be overweight. You know, we want every, that, 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 you know, just all, you know, everything. So, um, she got me on this perfect thing that I love and I still have on now. Um, a Libre Center. So, it, it's like, it's not an implant. So, something, you know, some diabetics have implants where it's like they... They have like an insulin pump or something of the nature. This is a glucose reader. So basically it has a small needle and you just push it into your um, arm and you can put your phone. I use my phone because I don't even know what the reader is. So I use my phone to check my uh, glucose. It is so, it was so convenient for me. Like, especially as a pregnant woman, instead of having to sit there, take the thing out, test my sugar, you know all this stuff because she said we have to see what your sugars are before you eat after you eat that that and you got to do the sliding scale you know she had me on insulin and glimepiride because well yeah she still had me on glimepiride because she said it does is not harmful to the baby or something of that nature um but she had me on sliding scale insulin so i was on long acting insulin if you um are a health person and you know these things um and then she had me on short insulin like after i ate so, um, it was, it was like a real, like a strict regimen, but I was like, I'm dedicated. My child is going to live. Like I had declared that when my when I, when I, um, uh, found out I was pregnant for real, like after I did the four tests at the home and I went to my doctor and I saw the baby, I was like, this baby shall live. Like I declared that over my child. And then when my stuff was 11 something, I said, no. Nah, I, I got to get this down because this child will live. And I prayed, I cried and I prayed over uh, my baby. So fast forward to January, you know, I'm doing, she gives me all this stuff. And then when we get closer to the time, because Carrie was due, my daughter was due in June, but she wanted to come a month early. So, um, but it wasn't because of any complications with my diabetes. I want people to know that, um, like, because a lot of people think, well, was it your diabetes? You know, the reason why? No, my diabetes was in control. Um, it wasn't an issue. But because of having diabetes, I had to see my OBG um, in the third trimester, like two two days out the week. He was like, we're going to see each other more than you're going to see anybody else. And it was like I. I could describe him to a T. Like, if I needed to describe him in a lineup, I could still describe him because I saw him so much. But it was because I'm a diabetic and he was like, things can get can get tricky for diabetes, for diabetics in the latter, you know, the latter trimester. And so my issue with, um, with my diabetes was mostly... Um, or my issue with the pregnancy was not my diabetes. It was high blood pressure. Like, I developed that. And all during this time, y'all, I do want to say, 
in the 20 years that I've had diabetes, the only time I've had blood pressure issues was when I had my daughter. I had the blood pressure issue. I had her. She came out because I had preeclampsia. And then the blood pressure issues went away. And I thank God for it. The only thing I have is diabetes. But diabetes doesn't have control over me. God is in control of my body. He's in control of everything. So through all this, y'all, I went from 11.5 to 6. I forgot. It was 6 point something before I had Carrie. And then after I had Carrie, now, after I had Carrie, I had vision issues. Like, my, I, I was already wearing glasses, you know. Um, but it was like, I need, I'm, I'm, what's going on with my eyes, you know? So I went to my doctor to get checked because I'm like, maybe it's because I had surgery. And my doctor kind of confirmed, he was like, you lost blood? Because it was a lot, I lost a lot of blood. I had to have a blood transfusion and everything. And so that being said, after I had Carrie, what had caught up with me years of not taking care of myself or not standing up for myself and telling my doctor, metformin's not working, this is not working for me. This doesn't work for me. This is, you know, um, it wasn't, and the, the thing is, I want you to understand, I was eating well. I was bar- actually barely eating when I was in college, but um, I wasn't eating crazily. I wasn't eating cakes and pies and cookies and everything. And if you know, um, for real nutrition, um, vegetables are nutrition. I mean, are carbs. So a lot of times we double up on carbs and don't realize it. And I learned it from my nutritionist. Check him out. But anyway, so basically, um, after I have Carrie, I have to have eye injections. Then after the eye injections, I have to have laser eye surgery or where they have to do lasers on my eyes because the blood vessels in the back of my eye had bust or they did something. And it was because, and my doctor explained it. He was like, this is because of the years of uncontrolled, you know, diabetes. And I'm like, Lord, it didn't caught up with me. God, please don't let it. Nothing else happen. So during that time, I had that. And then that was good. Um, and so then I kept, you know, kept forging through, you know, kept forging through. My body had went through so much, you know, all this stuff. And I'm still, you know, at the time I was still like on insulin and um, I think a pill that my doctor had me on. I, I forgot. I think, I think she had a still had me on glimepiride or she may have taken me off. And so then um, she wanted me to try Ozempic. And she said, you can, you know, you can take insulin, you know, as needed if your sugars are you know, above a certain thing. Then, like, recent, well, not recently, like, actually in the pandemic year, 2020, at the end of the pandemic, she took me off of, no, it was 2021, so last year. So she took me off of insulin totally. She said, you don't need insulin because your sugar, like, when I was taking Ozempic, and I only take Ozempic once a week, 
one day at the week and that's all I take for my diabetes and um the thing about it is like my sugar I just went to the doctor and it was I just had my a1c again and it was 6.6 and I'm just at a place where I'm thankful because I prayed to God to heal me um and he's doing just that and this is not the end of my story. It'll be a time where I won't even have to go to an endocrinologist because I believe that diabetes does not have control over me. For 20 years, I've dealt with uh, diabetes and I want to tell people, please get educated about your body. So what educated me or prompted me, um, I would say just to eat in the right knowledge um was my nutritionist so shout out to ryan um he's your favorite nutritionist on instagram and but ryan really taught me like what i needed to eat like eat a lean protein meat and like one vegetable not a potato and broccoli but just broccoli or just spinach or just zucchini or just cauliflower mashed potatoes or cauliflower rice. And so he taught me that and got me on the right track. And that's why I have lost weight. Um, because after I had my daughter, you know, you have to try to step back. I'm still working on it. But you, you try to, you know, get back feeling like yourself, you know. So, um, but I will say learning learn learning what foods are good for your body because um a lot of people try to put lifestyles and things on you that's not for you again a lot of people will try to put lifestyles and food habits on you that's not for you so for me being vegan is not for my body makeup it's not for me vegetarian like some is not for me so i have to find had to find what was best for Junessa because my body is unique the lord made us so intricate with every single detail to where we all different so what may work for you know my friend over here it may not work for me so i say to anyone who may have diabetes or you may have, you may know a young child with diabetes. Um, because I was that girl. I was so embarrassed about having diabetes. I was so insecure about having it. Because I was already picked on for being a little thick. I got picked on for being thick in school. Um, so I didn't want people to know I had diabetes. Um, but eventually I had to tell people because like, if I fall out... This because my sugar low and I need you to give me some Coke or a crack or some juice or some. So like eventually I got over it and I was like, yeah, I'm a diabetic. Da, da, da. I didn't just, you know, like I had to tell people, like I wasn't just sitting around the house eating, just eating like my 600 pound life. A lot of people equate that to like you're, you're just, you were just sitting around eating. And people have said that to me as a child. And it really hurt, you know. Um, older people, they may not have known. You know, they did know. I ain't gonna lie. 
I'm not going to take it for them. They knew, but they didn't know that they were hurting me. You know, it was really hurtful for someone older to say, oh, it was because you just sat around eating. You know, that's crazy for you to say that. But I would say if you know a young child or you know, you're not even just a young child, just a person in general dealing with a diagnosis of diabetes, it is not the end of the world. I have lived my best life and I will continue to live my best life. Um, get you a doc- get you a team of doctors and health professionals that care about you and listen to you. That's what goes for anybody, whether you're a diabetic or not. Get you a team of doctors who care about you and actually listen to you. If they don't listen, there's a whole bunch of doctors who will, okay? So I had to do that. I had to fire my PCP. I had to fire my OB. I had to, you know, recently just fire my neurologist. Had to fire two podiatrists before I found the one I have now. So it's like a give and take. So you have to find the right fit for you. And again, having diabetes is not the end of the world. It is not. And you can eat sweets while being a diabetic. You can eat sweets, but I wouldn't recommend eating a whole jug, a gallon of ice cream. But I'm just saying, people always tell me, well, why do you eat? Why don't you eat sugar-free stuff? And why don't you eat diet drinks? Firstly, for me, diet drinks make my sugar go up. And the only time I'm really going to drink a real Coke or a real Sprite is when my sugar is dropping or it's about to drop. Um, and even then, I try to do juice more than anything. But um, it's just, you know, learning your body and knowing your body and praying. And God will lead you to the right people. Because I know that's where God led me. It's no question that God led me to the right endocrinologist. He led me to the right nutritionist. He led me to the right, um, neuro- uh, all these people. Uh, OB, all the people, the cardiologists, everybody that I needed to be around. Um, God led me to those people. So if you're experiencing any symptoms of diabetes, uh, know that it is Diabetes Awareness Month. Please go get checked because also with diabetes, if anything goes, you keep letting it fester, you can lose a limb, you can lose a toe, you can lose a foot, you can lose a leg. Um, my granddaddy actually lost a leg to diabetes. So I saw that as a young child and um, before he passed. And I also know that diabetes runs heavily in my family. Um, so like heavily, heavy, heavy, heavy on both sides. So um, I want to make sure that my daughter is healthy and she, you know, doesn't have it. But if she if she so happens to have it. It's not the end of the world for her. I don't know how to support her because I went through it as a child. But um, thank you for listening to my testimony um, of how I collected my life. Really, God collected my life through. Uh, it wasn't me. Whenever I'm saying I collected my life, it was God. So God collected my life through diabetes, uh, my diabetes journey. And I'm so grateful for it. Um, and I hope that this helps someone. I hope that you were able to get some nuggets um, out of this episode. And thank you for listening.